Part three of Myths and Legends of British North America by K. B. Judson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The House of Sun, Bella Coola. The House of Sun stands in the center of the lower heaven. It has other names. Sometimes it is called Where Man Was Created, sometimes House From Which People Come Down, and sometimes House To Which People Go. In front of the house stands a great pole, painted with birds of every kind, with the white crane sitting on top of the post. The master of the house is Sun. He is also called Our Father, and sometimes the Sacred One. The Bellacula pray to Sun. When they go hunting, they say, Look on us where we are going, Father. Or they say, Take care of us, Father. After long rain, they pray, Wipe your face, Father, that it may be fair weather. The hunter who has shot deer, or the woman who has found many berries, prays, Father, you make me happy, you give me what I desire, thus I find what I wished for. The Bellacula also made offerings to the sun. Hunters throw four small slices of seal meat or of mountain goat tallow into the fire as an offering to the sun, to obtain success in hunting. There are other gods living in the house of the sun. Two of them wake men after sleep. Without their help, nobody would awaken from sleep. One of them is the guardian of the moon. Every month she restores the moon to her full size, and she cleans the face of the moon after an eclipse, because when the moon performs religious ceremonies, she paints her face black. The mother of flowers lives also in the house of sun. Every spring she sends all the new young flowers down to earth there are four brothers who live in the house of sun they are always busy in carving and painting they taught men to make boxes to build houses to carve wood and to paint they also taught him to hunt and they made fish for him to catch the daughter of sun invented the art of working cedar bark she has a song which she sings when the bark is brought to her and she breaks it over the edge of a stick so that it may be woven into mats and clothing first she sings bring me the board on which to break the bark and then when she begins to work she sings another song part of it is behold me ye who are not initiated i am the cedar bark breaker the daughter of the sun many other people live in the house of sun one of them visits houses and steals provisions the path of sun is well guarded bear guards the sunrise he is a very fierce warrior who protects sun against warlike enemies and bear is also the cause of the warlike spirit of man his hair is tied up in a knot on top of his head at the sunset stands an enormous post which supports the sky and prevents sun from falling down into the lower world the trail of sun is a wide bridge it is as broad as the distance between the summer solstice and the winter solstice sun always walks with his face to the west in summer he walks on the right-hand side of the bridge and in winter on the left-hand side the extreme right and left-hand sides of the bridge are called place where the sun sits down if sun tarries too long on the left-hand side of the bridge people say salmon will be dried late this year but if he stays a long while on the right-hand side, they say, there will be plenty of salmon this year. Why the sun is bright. Lilouette. Once a whole village moved away. 
they were angry with the boy, so they left him behind with his grandmother. Now it looked as though they would starve. Grandmother said, Snare small animals, shoot the birds. So the boy snared rabbits and squirrels and many small animals. He shot many birds with bright plumage. Grandmother cooked the animals and birds, but she made him a robe from the skins of the birds. The robe was very large and bright. The boy wore it when he went to spear fish. Now Sun, when he followed the trail in the skyland, saw the robe when the boy was spearing fish. He saw that robe many times. One day Sun left the trail and came to visit the boy. Sun always dressed in a goatskin robe with long fringe. Sun said to the boy, I will exchange blankets with you. The boy looked at the goatskin robe and said, Oh, no. Sun said, You do not know the value of my robe. It can catch more fish than you can spear. Sun placed the fringe of his blanket in the water, and at once a fish caught on each tip of the fringe. When the boy saw that, he exchanged blankets at once. Before Sun traded for the boy's robe of bird's plumage, he was pale, and his light was like the light of the moon. Therefore people could look at him. Now he became bright and dazzling as he is today because of his bright robe. People can no longer look at him. When Sun was snared, Ojibwa. Once there was a poor boy who lived with his grandmother. He set snares for birds and rabbits because they were very poor. Now one day this boy set his snares and then went home to his grandmother. But he had set his snare on Sun's trail. The next day when Sun came up over the edge of the earth and started off on his trail, he was caught in the snare. He could not go on. There was only a little light and Sun did not rise all day. People began to be anxious at the gloom. They said, What has happened? Then someone asked the boy, Where did you set your snare? And the boy told him. They went to look, and there was Sun, caught fast in it. People said again, What shall we do? Because Sun was so hot, no one could go anywhere near him. Someone said, We shall have to gnaw through the cords of the snare. And someone else asked, Well, who will do that? At last a number of the animals tried to gnaw the string. They were all burned. They said, let beaver mouse try it he has such sharp teeth so beaver mouse tried it and he gnawed the string so sun could rise and follow his trail but beaver mouse's teeth were so burned that they are browned even to this day sun and moon thompson river sun and moon were both chiefs who looked after the people one day they were quarrelling and began to say unpleasant things to each other Sun said to Moon, You give too faint a light. The people cannot see properly. Besides, you do not warm them. Moon answered, People turn aside their faces when they look at you. You blind them, and you are so hot you make them very uncomfortable. I don't burn people as you do. Besides, I am prettier than you are. Thus they disputed. At last they agreed to this. Sun would shine by day and moon by night. And they did so. They do so even to this day. They used both to shine at the same time, so the Indians say. THE MAN IN THE MOON CENTRAL ESKIMO Once an Eskimo visited the moon. He put out all the lamps in his house, and sat down with his back to them, 
and at once his guardian spirit carried him through the air moon's house was not very large it is white because it is covered with white deerskins which moon always has drying there on each side of the entrance is the upper half of the walrus's body with very long teeth it is very dangerous to pass there because the teeth try to bite you moon's dog is dappled red and white he lives in the passage and is the only dog in the moon moon always sits in the outer room but in an inside room the eskimo saw sun she is moon's wife the moment she saw the eskimo she brightened her fire and got behind the glow of it therefore the eskimo could not look at her for the brightness moon had great piles of deer meat lying about and piled up yet he did not offer any to the eskimo until he and sun had danced a very strange dance there are great plains in moonland and large herds of deer roaming over them moon allowed the eskimo to choose one animal which at once fell through a hole in moonland to the earth below in a large house were many seals swimming the eskimo chose one seal and it at once fell to the earth and into the ocean that is why the eskimo have deer and seals if this eskimo had not visited moon they would not have them why the moon is pale wyandot now small turtle made sun out of lightning when she climbed up into the sky she also made moon for his wife moon was smaller than sun but she was very bright then the animals bored a hole through the edge of the earth so that sun and moon could pass through at night and began their trail again at the east small turtle never meant sun and moon to travel together but one day moon ran into the hole at the edge of the earth much too soon she also ran in ahead of her husband sun sun was very angry moon stayed under the earth for a long while small turtle went after her one day to see what was the matter she found moon small and pale because of sun's anger then small turtle tried to make her large again moon would grow larger for a while and then remember sun's anger and fade away again until she was only a strip she does so even today. that is why moon is so pale and why she keeps changing as she does the woman in the moon shushwap moon was a very handsome man during the winter he traveled constantly camping every night in a different place he had a wife called wala and many children when they were traveling moon always went ahead and prepared a house for his wife and children white men called his house a halo wala was always loaded down she carried large birch bark baskets on her back and a birch bark snow shovel in her hands wala used the shovel to fill the basket with snow for melted snow was all the water they could get in winter time one morning wala said to moon where are you going to camp tonight moon did not answer wala said where will you pitch camp tonight still moon did not answer thus wala kept asking where are you going to camp tonight until moon said crossly oh camp on my face and wala did that she jumped right on his face and stuck there we know this is true because wala may still be seen on moon's face holding her birch bark basket and her snow shovel moon thompson river 
Moon used to be an Indian. He would be as bright as sun if his sister Frog did not sit upon him. At one time, when Moon had invited the stars to his house, it was so crowded there was no room for his sister Frog to sit down. She jumped on his face and stuck there. Whenever it threatens to snow or rain, Moon builds a house and enters it. White men call it a halo. The cirrus clouds are the smoke of his pipe, and he always holds his pipe in his hand. You can see it in the moon today, and the basket which he uses as a hat. Moon seems to change from night to night, sometimes being larger and sometimes smaller, but that is all because of Frog's shadow. War with the Sky People Thompson River The people of Skyland stole Swan's wife. Swan at once called all the Earth people to a great council. They agreed to make war on the Sky People. Now they gathered their bows and arrows. Swan was their chief. Each man began to fire his arrows at the sky. Everyone came down. Every man tried to shoot an arrow into the Skyland until at last only Wren was left. Then Wren shot an arrow. The people watched, but it did not come back to earth. They watched a long time. It had stuck in the sky. Wren fired another arrow. That did not come down. It had stuck in the notch of the first one. Wren fired many arrows. Not one came back, though all the birds and animals were watching carefully. They at last could see the chain of arrows, and Wren shot more arrows until the chain reached the earth. Now all the bird people and the animal people climbed over the arrow chain and went up into Skyland and fought the Sky People. Grizzlies lived there, and Black Bear and Elk, and the Sky People won the fight. The Earth People began to retreat in great haste. They came down over the arrow chain, but when about half the people had reached the ground, the chain broke. Those who could not get down had to go back to Skyland. Some of them were made prisoners, and some were killed. There used to be many more birds and animals than there are now, so the Indians say. There are fewer now because of this war. How Two Sisters Got Out of Skyland Chilcotin Once there were two sisters who were not happy, and they ran away from home. They ran until they came to Skyland, where they lost their way. At last they came to the house of an old woman, she asked, "'Where are you going?' "'We don't know,' said the sisters. "'We are lost.' Then the old woman told them that they could not get back to the earth again, so they stayed with her. One day the old woman went out to get some berry vines. She told the sisters not to open a basket which stood just there. After she had gone, the younger sister opened the basket, and at once thousands and thousands of rabbits jumped out and ran all about the house.' When the old woman came back, she was very angry, but she caught the rabbits, every one, and put them back into the basket. The next day the old woman went out again. She told the sisters not to touch a certain box that stood there. As soon as she was gone, the younger sister opened it and looked in. Then she was frightened, for she could see clear down to the earth below. When the old woman came back, she made a rope of the berry vines and fastened a basket to one end. Then she said to the younger sister, Get in, and I will let you down to the earth. You must keep your eyes shut. If the basket stops, you must give it a little shake. Perhaps it is stuck in a cloud. But do not open your eyes. Thus she said. 
So the sister started, she shut her eyes tight, and soon she felt the basket stick in something. She shook it a little, and then it went on. It had stuck in a cloud. After a while the basket stopped. She shook it once, and it did not move. Then she shook it hard. It remained still. Then the sister put out her hands and felt grass. At once she opened her eyes and stepped out of the basket. The old woman called down to her to cut the grass and put it in the basket. So she did so. Then the old woman pulled the basket up to the skyland again. Now the young woman sat down and waited many days, looking into the sky all the time. At last she saw a speck far up. Then she knew it was her sister in the basket. When it came near enough, she reached up and helped her sister out. They both went back to their mother. ORIGIN OF THE PLEIADES Wyandot. A young man was out fasting. His fasting lodge stood at the end of a lake, where no one ever came. There was a broad bench on both sides. Now one evening he heard something. Sounds of songs, faint and distant, came to his ear. He did not know what it was. He looked everywhere. There was no one to be seen. Then the sounds were clearer. They came from the sky over the lake. The young man listened. Now he thought the voices came from the beach nearby. He crept slowly down to the lake, through the reeds and grasses. The singing grew more distant. Then through the reeds he saw seven maidens dancing about in the light of the stars. Then a pebble slipped under his foot. The maidens sprang into a large basket and vanished into the sky. Now the young man went back to his fasting lodge. The next evening he listened. The air was very still, the water was very quiet, the stars were shining. Then he heard again the sound of faraway voices, he heard distant songs. So he crept to the edge of the lake, through the reeds and grasses. He saw a great basket come down with the seven maidens. They danced together under the light of the stars. The air was very quiet as they sang. Then they danced along, each dancing in turn and one maiden was more beautiful than her sisters. Then the young man forgot. He made a sound with his voice, and the maidens vanished into the sky. Now every evening the maidens came down to dance on the beach. It was a broad beach. No one ever came to that end of the lake. They danced under the stars when the air was still, and they sang their songs. So the young man watched them. Now they came again, and the young man rushed among them rushed among them as they danced when the air was quiet and seized the most beautiful sister then the maiden sprang into the basket and the young man caught the maiden and held the basket edge with one hand then they fell to the earth again and the maiden was grieved the maiden said we are seven sisters we live in the skyland often you see us when you look into the sky but at this season, when the air is still and the lake is quiet, we come here to dance in the starlight. She said also, I cannot marry you until you come and live with me in the skyland. So the young man went into the skyland with her. Everything there happened just as one wished it. We know this is true, because even today the seven sisters are in the sky. Six are clearly seen, but the seventh sits back in the shadow with her husband. THE STAR HUNTERS Chilcotin. There were once three young men who spent most of their time with their two dogs in hunting. They lived with their grandmother. When they came in from hunting, they gave meat to her. 
one day the hunters were gone all day without finding anything in the evening for a joke one of them gave grandmother a piece of punk saying here is some caribou liver for you but when she put it into her mouth lo it was punk wood she was angry now the next day when the young men were out hunting grandmother heated a bear's foot in the fire and danced about the camp and sang her song so she turned them by this magic into stars and they lived up in skyland one day the young men were hunting in skyland and they found the tracks of a great moose they followed him for several days then as they were tracking the moose they looked down and saw the earthland far below them the eldest brother said i am going to try to get down to the earth again now his brother told the other two to cover themselves with their blankets and not to look down then he started down to the earth but he was only halfway down when the youngest brother looked through a hole in his blanket at once the eldest brother stopped he could go no further so the three brothers have all lived in the skyland among the stars they live there with the great moose and their dog the indians can see them even to this day the morning star is the old grandmother with a torch looking for the young men the great bear and the hunter chilkatan once a man went out with his two dogs to hunt it was in the autumn and there was a little snow on the ground at night he camped as he lay on the ground under the trees great bear appeared in the sky then the hunter started on because he knew it was nearly morning when he had gone but a little way however his dogs started a bear the bear ran fast and the dogs followed the man followed both as rapidly as he could and soon he came to a man sitting on a log at once the hunter knew that this was the bear the man wore a blanket made of many different kinds of skins when the hunter came up bear said you thought last night i was slow in coming up but my trail in the skyland is very hard and rough sun has the same trouble he travels rapidly at first when the trail is smooth but in the middle of the day the trail is rough and he travels more slowly then his trail grows easier again and he travels more rapidly to the going down place at the edge of the earth great bear then told the young man to pull out from the blanket which he wore the skins of whatever animals he wished most to kill the man took the skins of martin and fisher great bear told him whenever he went out to hunt to put the skin of whatever animal he wished to kill in his pouch and then he would easily kill as many as he wished then great bear went back into the skyland how the summer came ojibwa fisher used to live somewhere in this world but nobody knows where this was in the days when there was no summer at all it was always snow and cold and ice all the time people knew that there was a summer land where the summer birds lived but they were not sure where it was now it was always winter because in the days of the grandfathers a man had captured all the summer birds and had taken them away with him thus it was always cold the people talked about it in their tepees when north wind rattled the flaps and shouted to them at last fisher said he would find those summer birds so that summer would come again fisher did not know where the summer land was but he travelled for a long long while until he came to it in the skyland then he reached the tepee where the man lived all the summer birds were there all tied together 
now freshwater herring lived there also with this man fisher at once put some pitch in herring's mouth so that he could not cry out then he took the birds up and tried to break the cords which bound them together but he could not do it fisher then used his teeth and the cords gave way and behold the summer birds flew about everywhere then herring got the pitch out of his mouth he began to shout fisher breaks the bundle fisher breaks the bundle the summer birds several times he called out until the man came rushing in but by that time fisher and the summer birds were a long way off the summer birds dropped right down to the earth through a hole in the skyland but the man closed the hole before they all got through that is why it is not summer all the time if all the summer birds had come to earth it would always be summer fisher did not have time to jump back to earth so he rushed up among the stars the man followed close after him trying to shoot him with his bow and arrows but fisher got safely into starland only the man shot him once and hit him in the tail that is why fisher's tail is broken you can see it to-day so the indians say the rainbow trail wyandot big turtle had sent small turtle into skyland to make a light for the earth plain so little turtle became the keeper of the sky she lived in the sky whenever she was needed at a council she was called by deer the herald whose voice goes a long ways at once she came down on a cloud after a while deer wanted to go into skyland he went to ask rainbow to help him rainbow said oh no and deer had to go away but deer kept thinking about the skyland then he went again to rainbow deer said please take me up into the skyland so rainbow spread wide the broad trail and deer leaped up until he reached the top of it thus deer went into skyland now big turtle called a council of all the animals all came except deer and little turtle big turtle asked where is deer but no one answered yet some of the animals knew big turtle said to the runners go and find deer the runners came back after a long time they said people say deer has gone into skyland hawk also said that then big turtle was angry he said skyland is little turtle's country and where is little turtle deer was the only one whose voice goes a long ways he should have called little turtle out of skyland but he was up in skyland and no one could make her hear but at last they shouted until little turtle heard and came down but no council could be held without deer the animals said oh what shall we do little turtle said deer is now up in the sky he has been there for some time running around everywhere little turtle said rainbow has a beautiful trail deer went up that way then she said i will show you the rainbow trail so all the animals followed her then big turtle spoke he said since deer has gone to skyland we will follow him there so rainbow took them all up on the trail of many colors the animals are up there also so they say origin of the chinook wind shushwap fox and hare were brothers they lived together with many other people this was in the days of the grandfathers when there was no fire and the earth was very cold the cold people of the north delighted in making icy winds sweep down over the indian country the people shivered shivered always 
one morning fox smoked his pipe and muttered last night i dreamed i gained much knowledge when fox had finished smoking he said to the people the people of the cold have had power over us for a long time do you like the cold the indians at once said no we hate the cold but we do not know what to do after a while fox said to hare come with me we will find warm weather now fox and hare were great warriors they took their bows and arrows and travelled south many days they reached the mouths of the large rivers where dwelt the people of the heat they owned all the heat and they were enemy to the cold people their chief was sun and they lived always in warm weather sunshine and mild winds fox knew just what to do because his dream had told him when fox and hare entered the house of sunshine they saw a large round bag hanging on a post it contained the chinook wind fox at once ran and struck the bag with his fist trying to burst it at once the heat people jumped up to stop him but hare held his bow with arrow drawn on them so that they were afraid again fox ran at the bag and struck it the fourth time he tried the bag burst and the chinook wind rushed out then fox and hare ran along with the wind and the heat people made the weather exceedingly hot so as to overcome them at last the heat became so intense that the country took fire and the heat people made the fire run with the wind so as to overtake fox and hare but fox and hare were great warriors they were very swift-footed so they kept ahead thus the earth burned up for a long distance north and many trees and people were destroyed hare kept just far enough ahead of the fire to have time every now and then to sit down and smoke his pipe hare was a great smoker when fox told hare to hurry hare would sit right down and smoke his pipe fox was much annoyed with hare so fox went on alone and soon left hare and the fire far behind he was also swifter than the wind but wind kept right after him so when fox reached his own people he said i bring the warm chinook wind you will be cold no longer at first his people did not believe him but soon the chinook wind began to blow the ice and snow melted the people felt the cold no more then fox said henceforth the chinook wind shall no longer belong only to the heat people of the south warm winds shall blow over the north and the rest of the world they shall melt the snow and dry the earth only sometimes may they be followed by fire henceforth the cold people shall not always rule the weather and plague the indians with their icy winds now the wind had left the fire far behind and without wind the fire soon died out a long time afterward hare arrived home and met fox fox was smoking a fine stone pipe all carved with many strange figures hare's pipe was only of wood fox said to hare you and i are the greatest smokers of all the people let us run a race the one who wins shall have both pipes and the one who loses shall smoke no more at all hare agreed to that then fox said we will run on flat open ground hare said oh no i like to run where there are fallen logs and much brush well fox assented to that so they began to run through a brushy piece of country full of fallen logs fox had to jump over the logs while hare always ran underneath them 
and so easily kept ahead then fox got angry he gave a great spring and seized hare as he came out from underneath a log and said hereafter you shall be only an ordinary hare as you like to run in the brush you shall always live in that kind of a country you shall no longer be the greatest smoker of all the people then fox took hare's pipe and went home End of part three.